Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. All right, well, this morning we're going to continue our series called Fight. All families fight. All couples fight. There you have those moments. We all have those moments when we fight. What we're going to talk about is, as Christian families especially, you know, how do we fight fair? So in this three-week series, and we're in week number two, we're going to look at some of the weaknesses that often show up because we are sinful people in our relationships and how that affects our experience with conflict with one another. And we're going to offer some guidance from God's Word about how we should approach and handle disagreements when they show up, because they will show up. Well, as we do that, let's kind of start here with something that could be a hot topic for some of you, and here's the question for you. Bucks, Chiefs, or snacks? Yes. Hey, all right, Chiefs, Bucks, and some people said, yes, it's all good, right? It's Super Bowl Sunday. I mean, this is great. It's snowy outside. What else are you going to do? Sit down and watch some football, wrote, 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 Vote, root, sorry, for your favorite team. You know, whether it's the Bucks or the Chiefs, some of you are die hard, one or the other. Or, or maybe it's just the snacks. And you know, I don't know what your favorite snack is during the Super Bowl Sunday. You know, maybe it's a big slice of cheesy, gooey pizza, you know, or, or nachos or, or some other kind of dip. You know, most of the snacks that we eat during Super Bowl Sunday are not healthy. And then again, maybe you have some healthy snacks. You've got some hummus and some veggies. I don't know what, you know, what it is that is your favorite part, or maybe it's the commercials. I mean, we all love the commercials. Some of them are odd. Some of them just make us laugh. But, you know, this is one of those moments where we can kind of joke about it, but sometimes, sometimes when the family gets together, of course, with COVID, it's a little bit different. It's a lot more heated as we might not see things the same way. We may not see eye to eye with each other. So let's take a look at God's Word. We're going to start by looking at the last verse from our text, Ephesians 4.32. This is kind of our focus for this morning. Be kind, compassionate, and forgive. I should say, read this with me. Let's try this again. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other in the same way God forgave you in Christ. Be kind, compassionate, and forgiving each other in the same way that God forgave you in Christ. Christ. We're going to talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness is such an important part of our relationship, our life together with all human beings, but especially with those whom we are the closest to. And yet forgiveness sometimes is tremendously difficult, but it is so vital for a healthy relationship. Forgiveness. Well, as we talk about forgiveness, let's back up just a few verses here because Paul is addressing this forgiveness. In verse 26 and 27, he writes these words to us, and let's read this together. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. So let me ask you a question real quick. How many of you have ever been angry before? How many of you have been angry at somebody else because of something they did or something they said or something they failed to do? Yeah, I mean, maybe a few times, right? I mean, how many of you live with other human beings? You know, how many of you are a hermit and don't want to come out with anybody or anything? You know, if you deal with other human beings, there will be moments that you get angry with somebody. 
You know, and there's different kinds of things we get angry about. You know, sometimes we get angry because, you know, somebody bumped us, you know, in the grocery store. It's a momentary thing. We get angry because, you know, somebody did something very offensive and hurtful to us or that we don't see eye to eye. You know, they don't believe that the Kansas City Chiefs are the best team. We just do not believe that. And so that we're, we're angry with them about that. I, I really have no game on either team. Just saying that. But, you know, what is Paul saying here? Well, Paul is talking about, you know, if we go to bed angry, let the sun go down in our anger, you know, we give the devil, it says, a foothold. And more literally, the language here is that we give the devil kind of like this village space to live. In other words, we're inviting the devil, we're creating the space for the devil to come and reside and stay in our hearts. That's a pretty powerful visualization of what happens when we are angry and then rather, rather than getting rid of that anger, we hold on to that anger. We hold on to the anger. We're saying, all right, devil, come on and live inside my heart. And of course, if the devil does that. The devil causes in us bitterness and resentment. It's so easy, though, for us to be angry. And it's not wrong to be angry, but it, what do we do with that anger is where we get into sin. You know, do we hold on to this in bitterness? Do we seek revenge? Those is, that's where anger gets us into problems. That's where we get into sin. Well, let's go back again, Ephesians 4.32, and let's read those words again. Be kind and compassionate and forgiving to each other in the same way that God forgave you in Christ. God is calling us. See, God is calling all of us to forgive as we have been forgiven. So let's talk about that forgiveness. First of all, what is forgiveness not? What is forgiveness not? What it, forgiveness isn't? Forgiveness is not minimizing what's been done to you. In other words, you don't minimize something someone's done to you by forgiving them. That's not what you're doing. There, there's a reality of what someone has said or done to you or what they have failed to do. Forgiveness is not letting them off the hook necessarily. It's being honest about the hurt that you have. And sometimes, you know, we can forgive somebody and we don't have to say anything to them. We just forgive them and move on. But sometimes it is very important for us to be honest about the hurt, but also then be honest about that forgiveness. Forgiveness is not putting, you know, ourselves back into a position where we can be hurt. Now, sometimes, you know, when someone sins repeatedly and it hurts, or maybe it's even dangerous for us, we step out of that. It doesn't mean we can't forgiveness, but we need to remove ourselves, maybe just temporarily, maybe even sometimes permanently from that situation. And forgiveness isn't forgetting what happened. God forgets, but God chooses really not to forget because he's forgetful. God chooses to forget by removing our sins from his memory. Now, we tend to remember things. We're human beings especially if we've been hurt or wrong. So what Paul says elsewhere in his letters is, you know, it's not like it's having a record of wrongs, a book of wrongs, and you can pull out and say, well, I remember back on February 7th, the year 2001, you said this. And we might remember things that have been said. We might remember things that have been done, but not going back to them. That's the forgiveness. Moving on from that point. So how do we forgive? We forgive as God has forgiven us. So how has God forgiven us? And that's where we have to start at. I mean, our forgiveness flows from the forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ. Let's talk about three ways that God's forgiveness is given to us in Jesus. God forgives us graciously. God forgives us graciously. Romans 5, 8, Paul writes these words. 
Let's read together. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So Christ died for us. We've had this verse several times more recently. He died for us not when we were doing our best. He died for us not when we remembered somebody's you know, birthday or a holiday or when we are kind with our words or when we were generous. He died for us. He showed us his love in sending his son Jesus to die for us while we were sinners, while we were mean, while we were hurtful, while we were selfish and greedy. Christ died for us while we were still sinners. God's gift to us in Jesus is forgiveness. Closely linked to that is our second one. How does God forgive us? God forgives us freely. Freely, in other words, we don't have to pay for that forgiveness. We don't have to earn that forgiveness. You know, we don't have to come home with, you know, a bouquet of flowers and say, okay, I'm going to buy your forgiveness. God forgives us freely. The words of Isaiah 55, verse 7. Let's read this together. Let them return to our God because he will freely forgive them. Now, forgiveness costs us nothing, but forgiveness is not free and that it costs Jesus his life. But again, that's how God demonstrates his love for you and for me, for the world, that his son Jesus pays the price for our forgiveness. His suffering, his death, his resurrection earns us that forgiveness. How does God forgive us? God forgives us graciously, freely, and repeatedly. God forgives us repeatedly. Now, this is a conversation in Matthew 18 between Peter and Jesus. And Peter's posing a question, hoping to get a real simple answer. We like answers like that. Just do it 10 times and you're, you're good. And Jesus goes on from here and explains it even with a parable. It's a great parable if you've got more time on a snowy day today before you sit down and watch the Snooper Bowl. Super Bowl, man. Super Bowl that you could uh, read this parable of Matthew 18. Let's read the first two verses here. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times. Again, Peter's looking for this idea that if I just do it seven times, I'm good, right? Seven times. Imagine if our marriage relationships, our family relationships, you know, with coworkers, if we only had to forgive somebody seven times. I mean, I would have racked up enough things to be not forgiven a long, long, long time ago in my marriage. This is how Jesus answers Peter's question. Not seven times, Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Now, not to be taken literally here, Jesus' words are to be taken and understood that you'll forgive so many times, you'll forgive again and again. that you'll lose track of how many times you've forgiven. Now think about that for just a moment. How many times maybe someone has forgiven you and you've forgiven others that you've lost track of that forgiveness. That reflects the forgiveness that our God has for us in Jesus. In a short while in our worship service, we're going to confess our sins. And those sins that we confess, some of those sins, they're the same sins we've been confessing for the last couple weeks, months, years, maybe for much of our life. And God continues to forgive us. This is how God calls us to forgive. To let go of the hurts that have wronged us. 
So how do we do that? Here are three, I was going to say easy steps. They're not necessarily easy. It's not always easy to forgive. But three practical steps in the process of forgiving. The first is to decide. Decide you're going to forgive. Of course, the more that we forgive, the more that becomes part of who we are, the easier it is to make that decision. But like I said earlier, sometimes, sometimes it's really easy to forgive somebody. And sometimes it's difficult. But that decision is, I'm going to forgive as I have been forgiven. So first is decide. The second is depend. These are all three Ds. Decide, depend. Depend on God. Depend on His grace and forgiveness. Depend on the Holy Spirit working in our lives. Especially when it's not easy to forgive. You can decide, I'm going to forgive this person, but God, it's not going to be easy. Well, you don't have to depend on yourself. Depend on the grace that God has for you in Jesus Christ. Depend on the Holy Spirit working in your life. And even as we forgive somebody, you know, we decide we're going to forgive them. God, I need your help to forgive them. It may not be something that comes instantly. Sometimes, sometimes it takes us a while to forgive them. But even deciding to forgive is, God, I want to forgive them. Help me to get there. And it can take sometimes a few minutes, a few hours, a few days, maybe even longer. But that's where we depend on God working through his word, working through the gifts of his sacrament, working his grace in our lives with the power of his spirit to help us, to enable us to forgive. Decide, depend, and do. Just do it. Forgive. It's not always easy. It may not always seem right as we kind of sometimes think things through. But as we live the grace and forgiveness that we have in Jesus Christ, that is who our God is shaping us to be. To be a people who are forgiven and a people who forgive. So here's a challenge for us as we go forward in this day and this week. Identify at least one person you will forgive. Again, this might be something that you like to say, the person sitting next to you at home or here in the church. It could be someone sitting across, you know, in a different state that you haven't talked to in a while. It could be someone who's long gone, dead and buried, but that you forgive them. Forgive them not because you have to, but forgive them because God's forgiveness is working inside of you. And again, that forgiveness, that first is a decision to forgive. That second is to lean in on God's strength, the power of His grace and forgiveness and His Holy Spirit, and then do it. And trust that God will enable you to get there. Let's pray. Lord God, we give you thanks and praise. For the grace and forgiveness that is not ours, but the grace and forgiveness you give us so graciously, freely, and repeatedly. Lord, if we're honest, there are many times that we have not been willing to forgive. We wanted to hold on to grudges. The hurts and the wounds are deep. Lord, sometimes we have tried to forgive only to have the devil bring those back up again. We find ourselves dwelling in that same hurt and pain. Yet, Lord, you call us to forgive. But you call us to forgive not on our own strength. You call us to forgive on your strength, the strength of your grace, your love, and forgiveness, and the power of your Holy Spirit working in us and through us. So, Lord, help us to forgive as we live in the forgiveness we have in Jesus.
It's in his name we pray. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.